Hello and welcome back to another episode of Positively PCAVs, the podcast brought to you by Perthington Ross Charity PCAVs. Hi Amy, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright thank you, still living a lot of down life. So what have you been getting up to this week? A lot of cleaning. Like I thought I cleaned a lot in the beginning to keep myself occupied but this week has been a lot of cleaning. I just poured bleach over a pair of jeans because I want them to be white again and that was... Works surprisingly well. Were they white jeans? They used to be white jeans and then I dyed them some sort of pink shade and then I decided I wanted them white. This was like four years ago I dyed them pink. Well, we've all got to do different things to keep ourselves busy, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's clean now, covered in bleach. (laughs) I actually did the bathroom this morning before I started work. I put bleach around the place so that I could rinse it off at lunchtime. That's just absolutely living the dream Mm -hmm. just makes you feel all fresh and sparkling for the day it's the day of the week where I'm gonna go and do my weekly food shop which is always a highlight of the week you know buy some yogurt and some eggs I'm trying to decide which supermarket I want to queue up outside of today that'll be the the deal breaker probably a bit of Morrison's did you see that Tesco now have a box of umbrellas outside uh, up at Creef Road so that if you're having to stand in the queue, they've got loads of golf umbrellas so that people who are having to stand in the queue can have an umbrella. How nice is that? It's really nice. That's actually something I've never really thought of. And one of my friends said to me not maybe the other week, what are we going to do when it's like, if this is still going on at the end of the year and it's it's blowing a gale and pouring with rain, what are we going to do? And I, I genuinely just said, you're just going to get wet. It's funny, Agneshka and I were talking about when the best times to go to the supermarket were and I had said... I go to Tesco if it's raining because there's less people because people don't want to stand outside in the queue. And I don't mind the rain and it means I don't have to wait as long to get into the shop. That's clever. My mum has made us masks and sent them to us so that I actually have one for you, Amy. So that that I think they were originally for the tampon taxi deliveries, but she'd also like me to wear them when I go into the shop. And boy, do people social distance and give you your space if you put a mask on. Ah, never thought of that. Yeah, no, it's it's a genuine thing. I'm finding going to the shop quite stressful because a link of rule, and there are rules, so then when people don't follow them, I get I do get a little bit stressed out by it. So I'm making my, my trips to the supermarket quite short. I just get everything I need and then leave, which is probably for the best. That's probably what we should be doing anyway. I can relate to that. I don't like... I like when everything's structured and I like the systems put in place. So this week is Mental Health Awareness Week and the theme this year is kindness. So we are going to be chatting all about mental wellness and all about kindness. What acts of kindness have you seen during lockdown, Amy, that you've found inspiring? My mum and dad have become really good friends with their neighbours recently. Um, Not that they wouldn't speak to them before and they always took like parcels and they would speak to them over the fence and when they had their baby they would like you know give, gave them presents and cards and everything but since the lockdown started there one of their neighbours is a chef he has a restaurant in Dundee I think and he's been making um, banana bread and lots of he just thought he'd be nice and give stuff so now they're kind of passing stuff back and forth and almost speaking to each other more which is quite nice um, I think even without lockdown they did speak to each other and generally converse over the fence if one of them was doing the garden but I feel like with lockdown everyone's in the house more and you know you can't speak to everyone every single day 
and that's just kind of pushed them into actually interacting just that little bit more than before. So I think it's been really nice to see them grow in a sort of not exact friendship, but that's not sort of neighbourly kindness. It's been nice watching that grow for them. I mean, we've definitely been talking to our neighbours downstairs more, just just chatting away because, like everyone, they're a bit lonely and we're a bit lonely. And you pass each other. We share a garden, so we can have kind of social distanced conversations, um, which is quite nice. But um, so it was my birthday back in April. And my big sister used Uber Eats to have them bring me my lunch at lunchtime because she couldn't come and see me herself. So normally we'd have gone out for lunch or or gone to my parents and all had a takeaway together or something. So she got Uber Eats to bring me some bits and pieces from one of the supermarkets. So it was like sweets and Diet Coke, which she knows I drink by the gallon. Um, <laughs> And and eggs because that was just because she knew I needed eggs. Um, so she lives away up in Stonehaven, uh, so we've not been able to see each other at all. So she did that on my birthday, which was a really nice, really nice kind thing to do. That she, you know, she didn't have to, um, but just because she knew that it was going to be a weird birthday, being stuck in the house by myself. I like that. I like that use of technology as well. Like it's just using it for good instead of just social media. Actually, like being able to use something like Uber Eats to just do something that little bit special for someone's birthday is really sweet. I've actually found as well, though, that the opportunities to do things for other people help me with my mental health. Like the opportunities to, I mean, you know, you and I have both been doing deliveries for the tampon taxi and knowing that actually that makes such a big difference to the people that that you're dropping stuff off to. It's something to focus on as well, isn't it? And like, I've been like I was baking last night and took stuff downstairs to my neighbour downstairs. It's just it's a nice thing to focus on and think about other people. It stops me from dwelling too much on the fact that the situation at the moment is really difficult and it's not a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. And it's just that sort of like um, that boost of like altruism that everyone's kind of embraced during lockdown and realising that in your own head, like you are, you're the main character of your own life, but just becoming that bit more self-aware of everyone around us and doing things for others that perhaps we wouldn't have done before. And it, but just knowing that everybody's always had that capability and they've really proved themselves almost and shown how much people care about other people. That's, that's been really good. That's one of the positives that have come out of this whole thing. morning my name is Emma Oram. I've been asked to talk about the give or take boxes for the Positively PCAVs podcast. Um, so I first saw a give or take box idea on Facebook and it was a man in Glasgow who'd literally just um, assembled this box from recycled wood and put it in his front garden and filled it with um, sort of tins of food just for passing people to help themselves. And um, as I'm a member of the North Inch and uh, Muirton Community Council, I took the idea to them before Christmas with the idea of um, having some Christmas boxes round about um, the neighbourhood. And the idea was kind of, well, yeah, we'll think about it, was, was the response, and it never happened. So then when lockdown came along, we saw the, the opportunity to bring food right into the heart of the neighbourhood um, to make it easily accessible for people that were self-isolating. And 
so we just did it. We didn't ask for any permissions. Um, we just found a really helpful and kind um, joiner who assembled some some of these boxes. And we spent a couple of days um, attaching them to lampposts in Muirton, North Muirton and Tullock. We put some pictures of them on Facebook and explained what they were. And to be honest, we really just relied on the kindness of individuals to keep the boxes topped up with food, with the understanding that it was um, you give what you can and take what you need. And it's worked really well. Um, I think we were genuinely surprised and overwhelmed by the kindness of the people amongst us who just kept topping them up and, you know, tins of food will, would, would arrive, packets of pasta, packets of rice, and they just kept coming. Uh, we did notice, however, that there were a few boxes in certain parts of, of Muirton and North Muirton that were empty and quicker than others. So we um, have had the help of a really fantastic fella from PCAVs who's been raising money so that we can sort of buy top-up supplies. Um, I suppose, yeah, the thing the thing about the, the kindness theme, this is just, the community has just owned this, even if one of the boxes had become, you know, sort of slightly off-centred or um, been knocked to the side, somebody will come out and fix it. Um, and I think that's what's so great about this is it's just, it's been built on, on kindness and it's kept going through kindness. Um, kindness is, I think, maybe becoming a wee bit harder as we go further into lockdown. We see people that are on furlough, you know, incomes are dropping, people might be losing their jobs. Um, you know, we've seen this happen as, as the lockdown continues. So, you know, perhaps kindness is becoming a little bit harder in that people Maybe think about, well, how am I going to cope? How am I going to um, keep sharing what I have if I don't have as much? Um, so, yeah, there, there's that to think about that, um, you know, and also there's a little bit of um, maybe some some judgments going on about people that are uh, taking from the, the boxes that might not be in, in need, but... You know, I suppose we can't we can't judge. There's something about walking a mile in somebody's moccasins, and everybody's going through something right now. And just the message is, keep being kind. So this week we are really pleased to have Julie with us from our mental health and wellbeing hub. Hi, Julie. Hi, ladies. I'm very pleased to be with you today. I've never done one of these before, so it's a totally new experience. How are you finding lockdown? On the whole, okay. Um, I love being at home anyway, so I think it's, uh, for me, it's been um, uh, a very sort of positive time, although I have had my um, down days, I have to be honest. I've had a couple of blips where I felt a bit flat um, and a bit low. Um, I think as a staff team, we've all been the same, so you know, we talk to each other and then we lift each other up and then we keep going as you do. But on the whole, I can't complain. You know, family are safe, friends are safe. We're all safe at the moment, touch wood, clients as well. So that's that's the most important thing. Could you tell us a wee bit about what your role involves, Julie? Sure. Okay, so, so my role is activity engagement worker, healthy lifestyles. So um, I 
support our clients in their both mental and physical health. And we um, will have a chat and find out where they're at with their um, health generally. Um, I provide a yoga, Pilates, stretching, relaxation class on a Monday morning um, at a local clinic in Blair Gary because I I'm, I'm work from uh, Wisecraft in Blair Gary and Wall Garden. And um, so we do that little session on a Monday. I've been doing that for years, for several years. Uh, and... Um, it goes really well. They, they enjoy it. It's, they get a lot from it. The relaxation particularly always uh, is, is a big part of that. We also do walks on a Wednesday. Um, I encourage people to join other activities out with our service uh, as and when people feel they can manage to do that. I'll nag them. <laughs> I'm not, not going to lie. Um, I nag about um, keeping as, as mobile as possible. I think to encourage people not to sit too much and to actually get moving in at some at some time or another during their day. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy job, but I love it. Obviously, everybody's had to adapt their working style with mm-hmm. the current lockdown. But how would you say the current COVID nineteen crisis has impacted your work at PCABs? Well, predominantly from working from home, so I'm used to being active. Clearly. Um, my role would be taking clients out with the service to do different activities. Um, I can't clearly can't do that. So it's about streamlining that and using um, Zoom as a platform to be able to um, create some kind of um, contact with them. Also, the, the telephone contact as well has been really useful for those people because not everybody does have IT, of course. You, you tend to automatically think they do and they don't. Uh, you know, thinking about people's lives how they've changed that little bit of exercise that I'm trying to encourage people to do has probably almost stopped overnight I'm aware that people are probably sitting more they are probably eating more um, so they're they're taking on more calories that they're they're burning off so they're probably then being impacted on putting some weight on and getting a bit fed up with that so it's uh, it's about trying to keep that balance with them, trying to sort of be realistic as to how they can you know do some kind of exercise within their own homes, and trying to to sort of talk it through with them to to make it real, to to encourage them to go outside, get the fresh air. It's yeah, it's 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 almost like thinking outside the box, isn't it? It's a, it's the one situation I think, well, the only situation that we've ever had to deal with where it's affecting everybody in the world. Yeah, definitely. And we've seen quite a lot. And actually, we were chatting to Jack Bell last week about the impact on our young people's mental health and and what's been shown recently about people being really quite concerned about their mental health. Mm -hmm. What things would you recommend that people are doing to look after their mental well-being just now? Well, I think predominantly I, I, I encourage people as much as possible to um, get outside for fresh air as much as they can, even if they live um, in a flat um, or they don't have a garden. Um, do, you know, now that they've lifted the, the guidelines a little bit where we can get out more um, a couple of yeah, more often than once a day, I think they're really for a lot of people. It's it's a case of right, I need to go out, get some fresh air, blow some cobwebs away. Um, helps them to sleep as well sleep is a huge thing I think with the anxiety that this has brought to people Um, as well as doing some um, exercise if they have a flight of stairs or they have a set of stairs for example they can walk up and down stairs Um, they can do some seated exercise um, rolling ankles wrists anything to keep sort of circulation going depending on where they are with their physical health 
Um, clearly, mental health, if it wasn't good in the first place before the lockdown, it's probably been exacerbated by the lockdown, to be fair. So um, it's then about finding something, um, a little bit of distraction, so that maybe you don't sort of dwell on things too much. So encouraging people to, to have um, a, some kind of hobby, perhaps, that they haven't done before, whether they're reading, audio books, listening to music. Um, dancing around your favourite track is a big thing that I've uh, been going on about with people. Um, I kind of do it myself, and um, I, it's just one of those things that can really lift the spirits. Just putting a favourite track on and then thrashing about in the kitchen or the living room or whatever. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's the fact that you're moving. It's from, from your mental health perspective, it gives you a wee bit of a lift. So it's all about getting up and moving around then. When you sit for long periods of time, your body just stiffens up for, for any age. Um, and then you you start to think, oh, I've got something wrong with me because I, you know, I feel sore. Well, you feel sore because you know, your body's not moving, your body is meant to move. So um, yeah, so any moving, sorry, is better than no moving at all. So Julie, you do a lot of yoga and Pilates and similar forms of exercise. Is there anything that we could all learn from that in terms of breathing to manage things like the feelings of anxiety that, that we're seeing at the moment? The breath or breathing is a tool that we have with us all the time that we almost don't really think about. And unless you practice something like yoga or relaxation or mindfulness, whatever it is you do, you don't tend to think about it too much. But when you breathe, when you're anxious and worried and quite stressed about things, you breathe quite shallow. You breathe sort of into the upper chest. Um, whereas if you can concentrate on maybe breathing deeper and expanding the rib cage fully on an in-breath, possibly through the nose if it's appropriate, and then gently breathing out through the nose or through the mouth and relaxing the rib cage. Um, that sort of tends to deepen the breathing, expands the lungs um, more or more efficiently, if you like. Um, and when the chest is open, when you're breathing fully, um, it's, it's easier to feel a little lighter and brighter when the chest is open than when you're all hunched over. Whereas actually when the chest is open, you know, it, it helps you feel better, um, a little bit more energised. Breathing deeply is great as long as you, you're aware that if you start to feel a bit lightheaded, you go back to normal breathing because you're not used to breathing like that all the time. But, uh, but yeah, sort of efficient, deep breathing and nice slow breathing helps to calm the body down. And it's, it's a very powerful tool to use. So this week is Mental Health Awareness Week and mm -hmm. the theme is kindness. So mm -hmm. we would love to talk about the acts of kindness you've seen in community or local news about just anything that's inspired you? Well, I've had a personal experience, um, a couple of things, actually, really. Um, one of the things is, is what I said to you earlier on about my, my wonderful ladies that have been coming to me for a yoga session on a Tuesday morning for almost 20 years. And um, the vast majority of them are in their 70s and early 80s. And they have embraced Zoom in order to remain as part of that Tuesday morning. They've tackled the broadband issues and their fear of IT, as have I, and connected with me. I just find that really heartening and quite moving to think that people who would usually have not done that, they would have turned up to my, my class on a Tuesday morning. It's just so lovely. And 
it's just I just find that really gives me personally a huge boost but um and then just a little thing a, another little thing my, my friend Sue down in North Allerton in North Yorkshire and uh, she's making masks out of these wonderful cotton materials all different like, and she's just making myself and my family these uh, masks she's sending them up tomorrow yeah so it's things like that I just feel I just said to her this morning I said I'll be wearing my mask and having a little bit of you with me keeping me safe when I go shopping you know it's just little things like that 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 sound crazy but actually it's it's they mean more now than they ever have I think my friends like you know very very few um very very close friends and uh, they mean more to me now I think than they ever have yeah. yeah, I think all of us are appreciating the value of our connections, of the people in our lives mm-hmm. at the moment than we maybe have in, mm-hmm. in a long time. I have to say, I'm really seeing the way that all the all the teams and all the hubs have mm-hmm. actually pulled together and are not just pulling together to support the people we work with, which is so important, but also pulling together to support each other. That's That's been huge for us because, like I say, there's, you know, I think we've all had little mini meltdowns, whether it's been the fact that, you know the screen freezes when you're in the middle of doing something or you you know your computer I'm working with an old computer bless you know it's it's um but that's fine you know I'm I'm doing with I'm dealing with what I've got um and at the end of the day that doesn't matter what matters is keeping each other safe it's about like you say that support of each other you know it's knowing that you're actually although it sounds corny you're not on your own that means a lot but we're so much a part of a bigger picture as well like I say worldwide who thought that this would happen really it's unbelievable isn't it so do you think then that we'll look back and actually see some positives come out of what is for a lot of us still nonetheless a really difficult situation Um, one of my mantras is that um, something positive always comes out of a challenging time and there are a lot of positives coming out of this you know that's that can only be a good thing so we just have one last question which we've been asking everyone we've been doing a bit of a sanity corner with everyone who's come on and just asking what one thing you've been doing that you found really helpful during lockdown or something you've seen or something that you're doing that's helping mm-hmm. you to keep yourself going. Um, personally, I have um, a couple of things, as well as my friends I've just talked about, but um, gardening is my passion. So uh, my husband and I, we, we've spent almost 20 years actually working on the garden, creating a, a garden for wildlife. And, you know, the garden this year, I mean, it is just, you know, it's more important than, um, it's always been important, but it's more so this year. Um, and the other thing I, I have a passion for is audiobooks. I listen to um, audiobooks a lot. I'm currently listening to the Ian Rankin Rebus novels from number one uh, from the start right the way through. Um, I lose myself in those. So, Amy, what is your sanity corner this week? What have you been doing? Probably the standout thing I've done is I've refolded all of my clothes, which sounds like a very small thing and it doesn't mm. sound crazy productive, but it's very satisfying to look at it now. My jeans are all folded. Like I used to work in retail for like since I was 16 until I was about 23, 24. So folding clothes and finger space and hangers to me is it's, it's peak organization and when you look over it's so satisfying to look and see those jumpers folded perfectly all the shoes together and I recommend refolding jumpers very satisfying oh, I get where you're coming from yeah absolutely I'm a bookshelf organizer so I'll I'll organize like the bookshelf in the corner and get everything kind of ordered by color or size or whatever in there oh, really so it's not through subjects sometimes it is 
it's, it depends on what mood I'm in. Um, in all seriousness, I think that what we're going through now, because we have no control of it, you know, we, we've lost control of so much, haven't we? Not as we're control freaks necessarily, but we like an element of control. You know, I'm, I'm one of these people who, who compartmentalise my life because I need to from a time perspective. And that's all gone out the window. And because I think we've lost that control of, of whatever, whatever word you want to use, having that organisation helps us to have a little bit of control back. And I, I think it's an element of actually I can do that because I can, because, because I, you know, that's one element about the only thing that I can actually do that's a steady constant at the moment because nothing else is. No, I think you're dead on. And there's been a lot of discussion about actually the situation at the moment being a trauma for a lot of us to go oh. through and how things like having organisation, having things that you can have control over can actually be a coping mechanism for managing the trauma of what we're all going through. Yeah, I think I think it just, uh, working, like you say, working for PCAPs and, and working with the clients that we work with, it just, it just highlights isolation and loneliness, doesn't it? Yeah, we've certainly seen it in the Minority Communities Hub. It was something that we were looking at developing ways to, to tackle anyway, that kind of social isolation, loneliness side of things but certainly since the start of lockdown we've seen a big increase in in the number of people who are just lonely and we see it in things like phone calls with clients taking quite a lot longer which is fine you know that's, if that's what they need that's usually fine but it, it's one of the things that helps us to see that actually someone's struggling they're needing a chat they're needing a bit of company and that's twofold isn't it you get those those clients who you speak to who are chatty and you know they want that chat um and then there's the others who who don't want that it becomes very monosyllabic after a while because they're they're in that sort of zone where they actually they just can't be bothered and that's that's another thing you know to be aware of and to be fair let's face it I think we go through that as well you know that sort of brain fog but I just put down to my age in the menopause but it's not it's, it's I was boot sent this really great email through from um uh, and they were talking about this brain fog and it's literally this this you know all this uncertainty and anxiety and it's all linked to the to the moment to what we're going through just now and that's be kind is absolutely this is why this week is so so great because we we are our worst aren't we our worst critic we give ourselves such a hard time don't we we look in the mirror and think your hair looks a flipping mess and what on earth's going on there you put a bit of weight on you shouldn't have eaten those crisps last night what are you doing and you think would I speak to someone that I really care about like that and of course you wouldn't but we do it to ourselves all the time we need to be kinder with ourselves. We are going through a really tough time just now and it's, uh, we need to be kind with ourselves. We will come out of it, but it's going to take a long time, a long time. I was actually, I was hearing the other day um, on a different podcast about a really interesting study about using Zoom all the time. Oh, okay. That it has on us. So uh, to start with saying that Zoom is way better than the alternative, which is not seeing people face-to-face but that actually using video chat and being able to see ourselves all the time like the two elements of that so that like being really critical of ourselves so you can see yourself talking you do get distracted by your own face Uh when you're talking on zoom to other people because it's there normally when you're talking to people Uh yourself but then also the social element of it so there's some psychological research that suggests that that it's more tiring than talking to someone on the phone because there's that pressure to be always on because you you don't know when someone's watching you and when they're not Mm -hmm. whereas 
in a normal social interaction we train our brains to be able to tell like someone's looking at us we can feel Mm -hmm. it we can tell and we respond if you're in a big zoom chat with lots of people you someone could be watching you at any time so you're on for that whole conversation in a way you wouldn't be and your brain gets quite tired and drained by that I I think I I completely get that I mean I I'm used to standing in front of people teaching yoga or teaching pilates um and going around and sort of adjusting someone and um, what have you as you do um, but see when I'm on screen on so on a Thursday night I'll do my Pilates um, session and um, I've stuck a 15 minute relaxation on the end of that which I wouldn't normally do for Pilates but but, but I have because obviously you know some people really need that but um, I'm absolutely exhausted at the end of that session because when I'm in a class situation and I get them to lie down it can almost buy me a minute or two if I've forgotten something if I'm having a blonde moment and I've forgotten I'm like oh my god what's the next move just lie down close your eyes and just breathe and I'm like what's the next move what am I supposed to do I've forgotten what I was going to say and it buys me a minute but when you you're right when you're on screen like that and they're in their own homes you don't know if they're looking at you or not so I'm conscious that I'm like I've forgotten what I was going to say so um, I just have to waffle and do something I said because I've got I've got potentially 24 eyes looking at me all the time you know somebody might be lying down and staring at me for that whole time and I don't know it um so at the end of the class at the end of that sort of hour I'm I'm more tired doing that than I am actually physically teaching two back-to-back classes on a Thursday night yeah I think there is and there's something in it about how we're socially attuned to be in groups and how different that is when you're in like a big group video chat there's definitely something in that that I certainly find tiring uh-huh. big team meetings and things I, I find them more tiring than I would if we were all just sitting around a table having a conversation you know and I think that's that's um that's a, a big thing for everybody at the moment as well but and we will come out of all of this and we will all get together and think my god you know and we'll learn a lot from it as well but um equally it's uh, it's it's tough it is a tough time there's no question yeah. about it I have to say I, I can't speak for Amy but I feel loads better <laughs> thank you oh welcome oh my goodness my pleasure well thank you so much and thank you for thank you for joining us and for sharing loads of brilliant information okay take good care of yourself thank you lovely to see you Bye. Bye, bye 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 Kindness is at the heart of what the Carers Hub and PCAVS offers, but a special mention needs to go to Liz Dunbar and Raymond Jameson, who've gone above and beyond in the past few weeks to make sure our service is accessible to carers at this really tough time, uh, and especially for their early morning start, supporting the needs of one young carer, uh, which have made a huge difference to the life of her and her mum. Thanks for everything. Um, So an act of kindness I've seen during lockdown is my wonderful neighbour baked some beautiful chocolate brownies and left them on the doorstep for myself and my partner. So that was just absolutely lovely. Um, It really made our day. Um, My standout act of kindness um, is really hard to choose because there's been so much kindness shown by everyone recently. But it was my group of friends, they organised a surprise virtual get-together for a friend who was going through a really rough time and needed a break, even just for a few hours. We ended up having a fab night. It was just a small thing, but it made her day that little bit more bearable. 
Kindness is a value which I really hold dear. It's one that I'm trying very hard to instill in my children as well. Over the past few weeks, I've gone through some pretty difficult personal circumstances and I have been lucky enough to be the recipient of some acts of kindness from my terrific group of friends, whether that be through uh, flowers coming in the post, uh, little cards to brighten up a day or getting some raspberries and strawberries from the local fruit farm to cheer me up. That's what kindness is. Kindness is when people go the extra mile at a cost to themselves to make someone else smile and it makes the world a better place. I think the pandemic really brings out the best in people. Um, since the lockdown, I've seen many Chinese people stepping up uh, to help elderly people in the community with shopping. One of the things I've seen happening during this whole situation has been um, a group of volunteers where I stay have set up a service called Oktramakta Angels. They offer a wide range of services such as delivering food bags out to those in need. At the minute they're doing about 18 bags a week which is absolutely amazing. They also have a food bank and provide packed lunches to kids. They do shopping and pharmacy trips. Um, as well as this they also go to Nethermeyer's farm shop about twice a week and they make deliveries from there out to the locals. And on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday, they also provide hot meals at the community centre. The work that they're doing is absolutely incredible and is such a huge help to those in need. Keep up the good work, Octomarkty Angels. Raymond Jameson, PCAP's Care Sub-Manager. An act of kindness I'd like to acknowledge is from a carer uh, whose care plan comes to the day services at PCAP's Care Centre in Perth. I won't name them because I know the carer in particular would want to be named, but I would like to think that they know who they are if they hear this. Anyway, I would like to say thank you to this particular carer for donating £100 towards the cost of the vandalism that the carer centre recently had in terms of some windows getting broken. Uh, the cheque and a lovely letter came out of the blue. It was unexpected, but it helped restore my faith in humanity. So I would just like to say thank you for that act of kindness. If you would like more information about Mental Health Awareness Week or any of the other resources Julie has spoken about on this week's episode, we will have everything linked in the show notes for you. If you're worried about your mental health or that of someone else, please contact the NHS in the first instance. Mental Health Awareness Week is hosted by the Mental Health Foundation and takes place every May. If you'd like support and information about mental health, there are loads of great organisations out there as well as our own mental health and wellbeing hub at PCAVS. Locally, there are organisations like Mindspace and Harbour Counselling, which can offer support. There are also national organisations like Mind, who provide support to people who are struggling and campaign for better awareness and services around mental health, and the Samaritans, who can provide a listening ear anytime over their phone line. We'll add all the details of how to contact these organisations and find out more in today's show notes. Hi Agnieszka, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hi Jenny, how are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm I'm doing really well. How's your week been? My week? I thought you said my weight, and I was like, I'm not going to answer that question. No, that's not this week. <laughs> uh, that's uh, not going to be uh, a question any week to come. <laughs> I'm in no position to be throwing stones. The lockdown 15 is real. 
Thank you. How's your my week? week? Yeah. <laughs> well, my, uh, much better than the weight, I can <laughs> say. No, uh, well, we had a few days of a nice weather. So we've been on a few nice long walks uh, that they still keep me sane. Uh, and apart from that, not much has changed. No wild parties I can talk about. No uh, great <laughs> overseas journeys. So, yeah. You say that as if that's something you would have been doing otherwise. And I know for a fact it's not. <laughs> I could be traveling. <laughs> no, you couldn't. You're working. <laughs> okay. So this week on the podcast, we are talking about mental health as it's Mental Health Awareness Week. And the theme of Mental Health Awareness Week this year is kindness. So I thought you and I could have a chat about kindness and its links to our mental well-being. What do you think? Well, that's that's a very important subject. And like just I think like everyone else already mentioned, we can see so much, apart from you know, so much bad things happening around us. There is so much kindness as a as an answer to that. And I think, well, that that sounds actually very deep, that kindness is the answer, but it really is. And we can see that everywhere just now. And apart from, you know, when you're being kind to someone and you're giving them uh, that support, help, maybe uh, just a nice word, what people don't realize that kindness is a two-way street. So I'm trying to say that when we're being kind to others, we're also being kind to, to ourselves. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I have found, and I I think I I said this when we were chatting to Julie earlier on, but I've found doing the tampon taxi that having the purpose of going out and doing something for other people has helped me lift my mood quite a few times during the lockdown when I've been feeling a bit kind of low and a bit stodgy mentally, I guess. Well, I believe that people, you know, are good in their nature. So, I think when you do good, it makes you feel good because you want to you want to be seen as you know as a as a kind good person. You want to help others. You want to feel that you're needed somewhere. And I think being kind and 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 helping gives you that kind of boost of you know I can do things. I, I am needed. I am important. So uh, although it might sound like a selfish little thing. Why not? If you are being selfish by being kind, please be the be, <laughs> the most selfish person you can ever be and be kind. Okay. No, I think you're right, Agnieszka. I think that um, when you help other people, you feel better about yourself. And that's not necessarily why you're helping other people. But if it makes you feel better about yourself and it helps you manage your mental health, then as you say, go ahead, do it for yourself. But it's still, still going to help other people in the long run. Yeah, I think that, that again, I think goes back just to, I think, what I believe our nature is, and I, I believe it's good, so. Yeah, definitely. That was really insightful. Thank you, Agnieszka. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to, to my insights. <laughs> <laughs> I always like listening to your insights. <laughs> it's, and it's I always of- like to share... Uh, it's one of the best bits of my week so um yeah so thank you for that Agnieszka and we will see you again next week thank you Jenny see you next week thank you for listening to us this week and a massive thank you to Julie for coming and speaking to us about all things mental well-being it was a fantastic 
fantastic source of information. Join us next week when we'll be chatting with a teacher and a child behavioural specialist about keeping your children occupied at home and how to make a start on homeschooling. See you next week, Amy. See you next week. Positively Pcavs is a member of the Fair City Podcast Network. This week's episode was edited by Lindsay McCallum. Thank you to Emma Oram from North Inchinurton Community Council, Julie Driscoll from PCAVS Mental Health and Wellbeing Hub, Agnieszka Morrison from PCAVS Minority Communities Hub, and all of the people who contributed their active kindness to this week's episode. For more information about PCAVS, you can find us on social media as at PCAVS Charity.